0: I'm a tip.
1: the birth of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And on this MLK Day, we welcome you into PHY Affiliates Podcast. We've got Tyler Zuli, Jamie Lynch, Renee Washington. Happy heavenly birthday to Dr. King. Um, and also with that, our countdown is down to 73 days until opening day and just 27 days until pitchers and catchers report. Nice to have you guys here. Cleveland, John, we're thrilled that you got to actually catch a live show today. Happy Monday. Chris Lemmer, happy Monday. It's also game day for the Eagles. The Sixers are playing right now. Lots to talk about today and, and lots to get through. But first things first, Jamie, with Martin Luther King Day also starts the Phillies winter tour. So for the Phillies, Rob Thompson and several different players across the team, are going to be giving back starting today with the day of service. It actually began this morning at the give back at Strawberry Mansion Learning Center at 1030 this morning. And then they're going to have a clinic for RBI baseball players. RBI, which stands for Reviving Baseball in Inner Cities. Um, so they'll have that clinic later this at, oh, it's actually started because it's three o'clock. Um, so it's it's Hopefully great to indoors. see. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's disgusting outside. Um, but that is supposed to be at the visiting batting tunnels and at Citizens Bank Park. don't so. oh, know okay. <laughs> Cool. not okay that's cool but to it's great to see that the phillies are doing their part giving back on the day of service there's different players brandon marsh orion kirkering aaron nola that are involved of course rob thompson uh but dr king day what is you know do you have a favorite quote
0: I mean, the most famous one, right? I, I mean, I have a dream quote. Of course. Is the, one of the most famous speeches in the history of the world. Hard not to just go with the, the chalk <laughs> favorite right there. Uh, but yeah, we had to, uh, we got to explain, not had to. Uh, but, uh, you know, my wife is a teacher in the school district and mm-hmm. she was off from school today. And my, my oldest who's almost five was asking her like, why are you off? So we had to, we got to explain to her, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King and like why, why today is, is what it is and and a national holiday. Um, so that was, that was fun. It's good to, uh, to teach that. Um, You know, at an early age and now she gets to know what Martin Luther King is and she'll learn more and more about him throughout her life. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a beautiful day in this country and um, one that should never, ever be forgotten.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I you know, it's great because my nephew has read already read some books on Dr. King. My niece is now starting to learn. And I was tweeting this out earlier, like I now understand and appreciate Dr. King and so many other civil rights leaders and different people that have come along, family or even just you know people like Dr. King that have changed the world to, for the better. So so long ago,
0: but like it's, it's not, not that, that long, long ago, ago, but it right. feels like so long 95
1: ago. Ninety-five years ago he was born. Yeah, and in ninety-five years you see all that's changed. He it's still insane. could technically
0: and maybe should be alive. And should be alive right? exactly. Yeah. And also uh,
1: because of. This being the week that we're celebrating Dr. King's legacy, it also was the Dream Series for Major League Baseball, which I love the concept behind the Dream Series. There's over 80 predominantly black elite high school athletes invited to the 2024 Dream Series that happened this past weekend. It's a youth development event that the league put together to allow USA players to get training and clinics and opportunities to work with former Major League Baseball players and managers, and uh, it actually began back in 2017, and it's been growing that now we have alumni of the Dream Series awesome. that are getting opportunities in the league, and it's it's just so many ways that we're seeing the growth of the game happening, and this is Dr. King's dream. I love the name Dream Series, but Dr. King's dream is just coming to life in so many ways and still has a lot of work to be done, though, guys. I will always say that. So Kim, welcome, thank you. I'm feeling way better today. I actually have a voice and can sit up and speak. Uh, Yo, darling Solaris, hello, yeah. We've, we've seen some some moves happening. We'll talk about them. We uh, haven't seen a lot going on, though. Spiral out. Will, what's up, guys? Happy Monday. Um, and then the last thing I want to share on Dr. King, specifically with the Dream Series, is I heard a really great story. Carson Wright, a 16-year-old right-hander out of Atlanta, whose grandfather was actually the president of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference that Dr. King used to be president mm-hmm. for. And Carson Ray is a part of the Dream Series this year. And oh, so there was cool. a whole feature story on him. There's just great stories. I encourage you guys to take time. to read through some of those as you have an opportunity um, especially today of all days on dr king's day so that being said jamie uh there have been some things going on around baseball especially looking at the international prospects of course we know today that opened up for uh the fact that the you know teams around the league are able to agree to terms with international prospects the first that we saw for the phillies 17 year old dominican outfielder who we actually had talked about on the show uh halvin arias
0: yeah and uh, if you know me you know i love butchering uh pronunciation <laughs> oh, so uh, <laughs> there's a good chance i'm probably gonna go <laughs> O for six in pronouncing the six kids that they signed. uh but yes it is the international signing period and halvin or yalvin i uh, i'm I don't gonna know go you.
1: i'm gonna go actually Yalvin's not bad i'm gonna go halvin yeah it feels like a
0: yalvin but you are the spinest <sighs> of uh, the spanish minor i'm an idiot yeah, um, one point four so deal for
1: seventeen-year-old number nineteen international. He has prospects. got
0: a puppy face.
1: I know he so looks like a little
0: boy. So um, but yes, the Phillies have made six <laughs> signings. Uh, um, Arias is the the biggest one, obviously, uh, and then you have a couple catchers. Uh, they got a guy named Caesar. Moheca from Venezuela.
1: Nice. Yeah, not Mojica, bad. Yeah.
0: okay. Uh, Julio Polanco Jr., sounds like a ball player. For another, sure. Another kid from the Dominican. Another catcher from Venezuela uh, who was flagged as a potential breakout prospect, a 16 year old kid named Anderson Nava. Uh, and then you get Winifrey Castillo, an outfielder again from the Dominican. And then Yadimir Fuentes, a catcher from Cuba. The thing that jumps off the page at you is three of the six signings are catchers. Yes. Um, and, you know, me, Tyler, and Vince were kind of talking about it before we went on the show. It's like they, they do put a lot of emphasis on catching. One, because it's really, really hard to to find these kids. Uh, and two, you have a JT next in line job opportunity opening probably in the next you know three or four years maybe hopefully longer than that but i doubt it um so you really want to find that next in plan replacement and i think this is the second year in a row they've attacked uh catcher pretty uh fervishly here in the international uh signing period so it's definitely something that's on their radar we'll see Halvin Yalvin uh he looks like a kid it's it's funny but he's he's big and he's got a lot of potential uh but Anderson Nava is the other one uh that they that Baseball America has tagged as a potential breakout prospect only 16 years old
1: well not to age you because you've already kind of been there but Mm. this is the first time I find myself able to say I could be the parent of one of these prospects yeah I've already been there thanks you know you look at these Mm -hmm. 16 17 year olds I'm like technically I'd be a very young parent at that but I technically could be the mom of some of these kids
0: technically could be a grandparent of the 16 year old kid
1: you're not that old Jamie no
0: but but if that kid was you know making mistakes at a young age this is I mean, it's anything's, all anything's,
1: possible. <laughs> anything's possible. Anything's um, possible. But Yeah, Cleveland John, absolutely hammered. Welcome. Uh, Cleveland John saying just call him Javelin and he's throwing dudes out at the plate. I like that. I like Shout that out. nickname. Shout out to
0: absolutely hammered in the chat. <laughs>
1: yes. Hey, buddy, how are you? I and agree. Yo Robert darling. Stevenson
0: or we riot. Uh, and you guys <laughs> you guys missed it on Friday as you were both out. But Jordan Hicks signed yes. uh, with Sam Fran on Friday live during the show. They gave him the opportunity to be um, a starting pitcher, which we'll, we'll watch from afar how that goes. Uh, but the Phillies uh, miss out on, you know, what seems to be kind of the consensus uh, want list here, which is Stevenson, Hicks, uh, Hector Neris, which we'll get to in a second, yeah, and, and maybe uh, Tyler's boy, Phil Maton. Um, you know, it's a dwindling list. Passon said between the 12th and the 19th, there was going to be a lot of activity here. Uh, so we'll see if the Phillies get their guy this week.
1: Yeah, there has been some activity going on. Uh, spiral out. of course, we are hoping one will turn into a superstar for the Phillies. But elsewhere elsewhere around the league, we've been seeing some things going on. You talk about Hector Naris. Let's jump into some other uh, Major League Baseball news that we can run through. So, the market has been very active for Hector. The Yankees and Rangers are emerging as front runners, according to sources. Uh, Mark Feizan was coming out talking about that as well. Uh, so, it seems like Hector Naris is kneeling a deal, possibly
0: yeah you know Yankees and Rangers everybody needs all good playoff teams are gonna invest in bullpen help <laughs> uh, our sweet boy Hector we'll say I, I wouldn't mind him back here at all uh, I thought he kind of got like over hated on a little bit during his time with the Phillies I can um, that. so you know I wouldn't mind if he was coming back uh, but as absolutely Hammer says I think Robert Stevenson is, is most people's number one want here um, we'll see what happens no. time to get cracking Dave I Dombrowski. Know. We need another bullpen
1: arm <laughs> Well, uh, a team that's still looking for one the Blue Jays who have been still shopping still looking um, Blake Snell actually has been one that the Blue Jays have been quietly monitoring according to reports now Blake Snell's Ups and downs of different teams that we've been hear- hearing have been varying but according to Bob Nightingale uh, several clubs do remain interested, but the Blue Jays have continued to drop their name in that hat as well as many other names in free agency so far. So I'm curious to see where Blake Snell is going to finally end up and if we'll actually see a move uh, for Blake Snell as soon as, like, this week. Yeah, I mean, I
0: mean, Imanagas. Did you catch his press conference last week? Oh, it
1: was so cute. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: awesome. Hey, I, I Chicago. Like I It like was, it was awesome. Like, all right, all right. I mean, the balls it takes to go up there and, and not your native language and, and do that. That's respect, <laughs> sir. Definitely. Uh, but he doesn't, you know, he gets signed before Snell. The Snell period is, like, what's going on? Like, I know, period. you know, he puts guys on base, and he's had two spectacular years and a bunch of, like, Pretty okay years, but like mm-hmm. the fact he's not signed yet is pretty interesting. With the desperation out there, uh, you wonder if San Francisco Giants. I know they, uh, you know, have made a couple signings. You wonder if they go and just get them. Yeah. Do the Do the Cubs double down? Do the Yankees? You know, they get Marcus Stroman at the end of last week. Mm-hmm. Do they just say screw it? We got to beat the Dodgers. Let's go get Snell. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know where he's gonna go. I have no read on this guy. Most of the reporters keep seeming to say. Uh, you know, California is where he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Some speculated Seattle might because of the desperation, and they can't really attract that many non-West Coast people there because right. so far away. So, I have no idea on Snell. It should be a I an interesting know. one wherever he lands, though.
1: I know the Giants, of course, are one of the teams as you mentioned that were actively uh, interested in Snell, and now that they've landed Jordan Hicks. Allegedly they might be moving in a different direction, possibly for like a Matt Chapman type of a guy. But Blake smells weird because I think financially and just in terms of the deal, maybe that's why, you know, people like Emanaga and Hicks have, have falling off the board beforehand we just
0: need this market to completely collapse and it becomes a one-year overpaid deal (laughs) and then dave dombrowski opens up the wallet and bring him on in
1: ding 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 and And then uh, another name that actually is kind of newer to the market that we haven't talked a lot about jd martinez uh there are six teams reportedly interested in jd martinez bob night and go reported that as well um say that the five-time all-star has a number of teams Mets, Tigers, Blue Jays again uh, that are interested in Martinez. The Angels, another one as well, since they have some um, holes to yeah, fill. Yeah, they have a pretty big, big hole to say the least.
0: try and replace.
1: So uh, that's another one. You know, There's some new names coming on the market. I think it is just interesting that we're still seeing Snell with new names that are coming out as uh, guys that are being... Uh, you know, shopped around.
0: Well, like you know, Zalecki and a lot of the like Gelb, a lot of other guys have said. Well, they're out on Montgomery and Snow. Mm-hmm. They're out on the, the. But every insider is, you know, uh, not prefacing. What's the post? Uh, making a footnote of, yeah. Unless the market basically changes or collapses in their favor. So all we can really do, as greedy Phillies fans that we are, is um, really hope this market does collapse. To the point where Blake Snell maybe is a one-year thirty-two million dollar deal, and Dave Dombrowski goes, "Yeah, screw it. There's no bad one-year deals in baseball." Uh, that would so be great. fingers crossed that this market continues to be weird and confusing for Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery, and we can, uh, you know, hop right <clears throat> into it. But well,
1: last two things on the international prospect signing mar- side, as we're talking about other teams' moves that they've made, the Padres added the top prospect to their system. That was number one international prospect. That's the, that's Leo the Dallas, question I the asked right. Ryan
0: Bloomfeld about. <laughs> yes. He nailed that it. Is, right? Hey, right, you nailed it, man. You said
1: the Padres. They got him. De- the Um, And then also, I know we had this mention on our show sheet because there's another Vladimir Guerrero in, back in the league, a half-brother of Blue Jays All-Star, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and, of course, son of Hall of Famer, Vladimir Guerrero Sr. He agreed to a 117000 signing bonus to join the Mets. Um, but back In the league is another Vladdy.
0: Yeah, Vlad's one of my like all time favorite non Philly baseball players. I loved watching (laughs) Vladimir Guerrero like throw, bat, no batting gloves, just could hit for (laughs) average power. He was like deceivingly fast. He had a cannon of an arm. Um, So hopefully that doesn't transfer to. vladimir miguel guerrero uh because i don't want to see the mets get uh, a Vladdy jr type no, so no, uh, no. while i pull for his bloodline i don't <laughs> want to see it come to fruition in um shitty fields. so i would prefer very much so uh that he not work out because Agreed. yeah I, 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 i'm a, uh, i'm a i'm a total sucker for <laughs> the bloodline draft like yeah. when when Casey Matthews was picked by the Eagles, I was like, "All right, I know he's not Clay, but he's got his his uncle's a Hall of Famer. Clay is like I'm a you just
1: hope some of that sprinkles down." Yeah, I'm a big
0: bloodline yeah. like sucker, so uh, I'm already convinced in my head that uh, he's going to become a player, uh, and that's unfortunate. But if you do want the best of New York and you know not have to go travel to Rat City, well, a friend of the uh, company here, Bagels and Company, wants you to know that they are bringing you New York's finest made right here in Philadelphia. They have huge bagels, the biggest bagels in Philly. They're very large hence the Brooklyn style bagel and they have a large variety of them which is my favorite part of a bagel place. When you go into a place and they only have like four or five bagels, it's uh-huh. like come on, where's the imagination guys? Well, Bagels and Co usually has 15 to 20 different types of bagels to choose from daily. And they do seasonal bagels. Uh, They might have a Kelly Green Eagles type of bagel out today for the playoff game. Maybe they have a Dallas choked or Dallas sucks type of bagel. I don't know what that would look like, but we all know that Dallas sucks. Uh, and they have a huge cream cheese variety, 30 different flavors of cream cheeses and schmears. Who doesn't love a schmear? Uh, they have Phillies promotional stuff. You know, when Clearwater picks up, they'll probably have some Phillies bagels. Maybe they got a Sixers one right now. And they're an affordable brand. Uh, they're, they're very passionate about this. You get a lot of food for cheap. And in today's economy, this is key they've debated raising their prices but they want to be an everyday brand that's not some high-end place where you just splurge on the weekends they want to be your everyday bagel shop they have a mom-and-pop feel but they cater to the everyday individual and a lot of their customers are repeat customers plus Really good coffee, and it's not seven effing dollars like some other places, <laughs> uh, which I may be guilty of. Uh, for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to thebagelsandco.com slash store-locator to find the closest Bagels & Co. near you.
1: And while you're at it, why don't you take advantage of the opportunity to have meal kits that are delivered right to your door, fresh and easy and delicious to eat. And that's over at Factor Meal Kits. Now, Factor Meal Kits does a great job of providing you with a lot of options. You can skip the grocery store. You can have less prep time needed. And you don't have to worry about that cooking fatigue. What's for dinner? What's for lunch? Well, Factor Meal Kits help make those questions a lot easier to answer. And over at Factor Meal Kits, you can get started right away they give you a lot of different types of meals and options and they also give you snack options as well they give you breakfast smoothies juices snacks lunch dinner providing for all day to make sure that it's nice and easy for you to skip the overpriced sh- uh, struggle of shopping and having to worry about where your next snack or meal is coming from so what i like about Factor meal kits is that. All of their food is also fresh. To I me, mean, that's very important as you're planning your meals. You can plan four to 18 meals per week with Factor Meal Kit. You can pause, you can reschedule, you have options. You've got flexibility. Flexibility, food, factor meal kits. And you can now head to factor meal slash Phillies50 and use code Phillies50 to get 50% off. Again, that is factor meals.com slash Phillies50 to be able to get 50% off when you use the code. Phillies five zero so take advantage of what they have flavorful nutritious food to eat every meal snack quick bites of energy cold-pressed juices smoothies sounds delicious well go check them out right now over at factormeals.com dot-com slash Phillies 50
0: uh, real quick I want to address two comments in the chat uh, one did Jamie make his own coffee <laughs> today I
1: was actually for someone, Cleveland John, thank you. I was waiting. Because thank you for
0: holding me accountable. I did have at-home coffee today. That's
1: right. It's three o'clock, so you coffee. But it's a coffee. it's a
0: long day for me, so I did the uh, one thirty two o'clock coffee as well. I splurged on that one,
1: and you went back to Starbucks.
0: It's an unusual purchase for yeah, yeah. yeah. I got my double espresso coffee. So I did. I did 50 But it's a it's a long game day. I'm going to be doing the Eagles pre and post. Why don't game. you just make? You I, I could have, but I wanted the disposable cup because I didn't want to carry around, like, the coffee mug. Oh,
1: that's easy. You can okay. buy some disposable cups at home. Uh,
0: you know, I splurged today. It's it's not a normal day. It's a, it, For the
1: price you paid for that Starbucks, you could literally go get disposable cups. Uh, you know. And then you could make your own, and you could still throw the cup away. All right.
0: I'm just being honest with the chat here. I don't need a lecture from all of you. Uh, and then the second no, one. do
1: guys. I'm lecturing on all of our behalves.
0: And the second one, Martian Lynch, <laughs> the artichoke bagels for the Dallas oh! Cowboys.
1: Oh, there's the funny good. lynch in the conversation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be one of us out there somewhere. Are they choked bagels? <laughs> Honestly? Got 'em. I
1: didn't I don't want to go off the rails too much today because we're tight on time, but the the Cowboys embarrass themselves so much so awesome. that <laughs> I feel like I don't even need to make fun of them. They did enough on their own that there's like... It's, this is
0: sad it's, to say, but if the Eagles lose tonight, it's a little bit lessened oh, by the Cowboys.
1: I 1,000%. I tweeted and that's, that out. And that's lame. I, I have no problem yeah, admitting, I'll admit regardless it. of what happens today... Not regardless, because there's definitely a line. Almost regardless of what happens today, I will feel fine knowing that the Cowboys at home lost again in the playoffs. <laughs> that was awesome. And got destroyed... <laughs> And blown out by the Green Bay Packers. I love it. I love that. And right from the start, too,
0: there was no like doubt about it. It was just like... Packers went right yeah. down the field, scored, like, pick six, game Cowboys over. Cowboys being Cowboys, yes. and
1: now they're four and eleven in playoff games going back to nineteen ninety nine. So wow! Like, sucks Did you see that suck. the
0: Packers have more playoff victories at AT and T Stadium than <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys yeah. do? That one really warns my soul. <laughs>
1: That's all the things that I enjoy <laughs> and love. Oh my gosh!
0: Having enemies in sports is great.
1: It's so great because it just makes it makes it easier. Let's say the Eagles do go lose today. It definitely makes which it is easier. Possible because they haven't been playing well. Oh, so anything's I feel better. Possible with this eagles anything's possible john tweeted something out our our writer john foley and he's like it could be a three nothing game it could be nine three the eagles can blow the Tampa Bay out Tampa Bay can blow out the eagles anything could happen so I've been like trying to think
0: about like you know because Bo always asked me at the end of the pregame show like how you feeling I've been trying to think of my answer today and (laughs) this is the weirdest playoff day so weird it's so weird I have no idea what this team is going to give you it kind
1: of feels like like a lunar eclipse is about to happen or something random. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just feel like this day's not a real day. So, let's also take time uh, to go down on the farm because uh, we've been every day doing a daily deep dive into Philly's prospects, talking about who they are, giving you a little insight of some of their numbers, some of their projections. And this is something you don't have to feel weird about because, uh, well, actually, maybe you do. I don't know. Because this one's pretty interesting. So our player for today that we're taking a look at, we've got Michael Mercado, 24-year-old. Number 20 on the list. Yes. And for Mercado, we saw the Phillies pick him up last year in November in a trade with Tampa Bay. A right-handed pitcher at 24 years old, he stands at 6'4", 205, his split time between um Triple AA, A, in 2023. We've kind of seen him bounce around, 52 appearances, he's pitched for 62 innings, 4 and 3 record in that time, a 4.79 ERA and a 13.79 strikeout to innings ratio, 1.34 whip, and he was acquired as I mentioned by the Phillies in a trade back with the in November with the Rays. And the interesting about thing about Mercado Drafted in the second round of 2017 by Tampa.
0: High high second. Then...
1: He tore his ulnar collateral ligament late 2018. Tommy John. Underwent Tommy John surgery 2019. Then the pandemic hit in 2020. We all know what happened in 2020 around the world, around COVID-19. So he didn't pitch until 2021 professionally. So drafted in 2017 by Tampa. And it wasn't until 2021 that he threw his first pitch professionally. So because of that, I feel like he's a very interesting prospect. And someone that, although we have some numbers on, you know when you look at some of the projections and the reports on him it shows he's shown that he's he's very inconsistent he throws pitches um at a below average change for strikes his velocity does come and go you know he's got a chance to be a starter it's a lot of like potential it's a lot of you know just throw it out there see what sticks type of uh, reports i feel like for mercado because of the fact he's had a crazy stretch of years before he even got to pitch professionally.
0: Yeah, these high school kids—it's always tough. And like you said, he missed the two years there because of Tommy John and and the COVID season. Um, so he's still oddly a kid that's you know been in these systems for five or six years, but you can say like hasn't really had those five or six years. So there's still upside. They're still intrigued with his stuff. Uh, You know, high school kid, as you said, six foot four, he's lanky. Uh, He projects to be fully grown. I guess he could still, like, to me, it feels like he could still grow, but he could get another inch or two, according to one scout's report. Um, His top flight combination, scouts say, of size, stuff, and feel have catapulted him. And this was coming out his, he was almost a first-round selection, in other words, as a high school arm out of Southern California, San Diego area. Uh, He committed to Stanford. Uh, He was a costly signing at 2.1 million, Uh, lost those two years. The Phillies got him in that trade, as you mentioned, when they gave up Adam Leverett, as well as cash considerations. Um, They've selected him for the roster, leaving the team with two open spots for the 40-man bullpen last year, struck out an excellent 35.5% of batters. Uh, but walked 13 uh, percent and struggled with the home run ball in between Double A uh, and Triple A last year. So we'll see his stuff on the uh, on the scout scale of the 20 to 80 scale. Mostly mm-hmm. hovers around that 55 to 60 range. He's probably projected to be a bullpen arm, I would think, just yeah. because we'll find <laughs> he hasn't really gotten stretched out a ton. He only only did the 22 and a third innings last year. We'll see. Unknown, but there's definitely a reason why Dombrowski and them, you know, targeted this kid, maybe yeah. because of those two missed years and like the potentials there. So we'll see. Um, Fangrass has him as high as 16 on the prospect list. Uh, some others who will not be named because apparently we can't do that, uh, have him much lower. <laughs> um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, he's definitely one that's probably... Uh, 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 one to keep an eye on in spring training and if he can help the club this yeah, year.
1: Yeah, Michael, we will see Mercado because he was, as you mentioned, a top player coming out of high school. He's a top 50 in his class. He was climbing the ladder and then, of course, injuries really slowed things down. And Tyler, I know you've got some numbers that you want to share on Michael as well. Yeah,
2: so... Th- Excuse me. The thing that um, probably and Jamie, you talked about the home run rate. You know, in Double A AA and Triple A last year, forty-eight point seven percent in Double A, fifty point five percent in Triple A. That's his fly ball rate. He's an extreme fly ball pitcher. Ground ball rate at twenty-eight in uh, in Double A twenty or twenty-eight two in Double A twenty-eight flat in Triple A. For you guys, is there any concern considering the fact that he he does struggle with the long ball and is he is such an extreme fly ball pitcher? In a hitter-friendly ballpark like CBP, yeah. th- there's some con- there's some concern there.
0: Sure, for mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you know, but I I, I guess you know they're thinking and getting them is he had you know first round stuff out of high school. He's lost those two years. Maybe we can work with him and and pull some of that magic. You know, much like Jose or Hoffman, they've had a pretty good track record of these borderline major minor. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler, you kind of called him a quad quad a guy he seems to be yeah. a quad a
2: pitcher to me yeah i mean and to be fair like the one guy that i was comparing him to and i don't mean in stuff but i mean like in what leverage kind of usage the phillies would use him in last year was dylan covey and dylan covey's numbers in la were putrid and we know that and, and i think a lot of people better just, here I, right and a lot of people yeah. look at his numbers the first two years you know his first two professional years in 19 and 20 and he wasn't very good and and then he you know started the year with the dodgers last year got i think he got dfa'd but i'll, I'll go back and double check comes to to philly and people go this guy sucks and the reality (laughs) of the situation was he posted a three seven last year and uh i mean the whip was high and maybe danced out of some danger a little bit but for the type of guy that he is i I feel like the covey mercado comparison in terms of like their usage heading into Mm -hmm. 24 would be similar should one make the team over the other
0: yeah Yeah, um, it'll be interesting uh, to watch this kid. We'll see. I mean, there's a reason they traded for him. I think they were all going to cut Leverett Mm -hmm. uh, because his eligibility was up. I think this is his last year. We'll see if they can turn him into something because they have had that pretty good track record of converting those quad A guys uh, into, into useful pieces. And you know what else has useful pieces for you? Well, that's FOCO. They have so many useful pieces. If you look behind us on uh, the shelf there, they've provided a lot of the nice uh, materials we have here in our offices. And FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment in merchandising with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. Uh, the, the overalls that swept the nation uh, Foco was behind it the Eagles ugly Christmas sweater and I say ugly in parentheses uh, it came from Foco they've got all the best stuff the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandom and it's football and tailgating season and if you're up in Buffalo right now and about Ooh. to go to a playoff game in uh, lots of lots of snow well you might need hoodies and hats and and you know beanies and all sorts of hand warmer like who knows Foco's probably got you covered for everything you need for the game especially if you're out in the cold and foco has hooked us up here at phly with some great pieces for our set and foco always has your back for philly sports and they have yours too get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items use the promo code phly10 for 10 percent off your order
1: all right so i know in the chat was there's some chatter of course about the cowboys um but also about some things around i know dj 1698 you're saying the Phillies cannot go back this season when basically the same roster they had the past three years we still need to make a move absolutely hammered you're talking about Lachlan Wells i know we highlighted Lachlan after that news broke the um, Adelaide with the, with the what was
0: his team the Adelaide, Adelaide um how oh, was it good oh
1: no i can't I can't remember now either. Out yeah. of I'll show you his numbers, that 6-3 URA and 60 strikeouts and 43 innings pitched. Very, very intriguing. And so let's Adelaide talk Giants. more. That's what it was. I the love place. the Adelaide let's Giants. Let's talk more about the Phillies and some things that we've heard. And with that, we'll welcome on our guest for today. Joining us, a dear friend of ours, we've got Nick Bacone, digital content producer for Fox Sports Radio, the Gambler, content creator for Philly Sports. Does a lot on Twitter and a lot of uh, different types of coverage of all things Philly Sports. Nick, how are you feeling on this Monday? It's Eagles game day. Sixers are playing. It's Dr. King Day. Uh, how are you feeling today about everything, sports? <laughs>
3: uh, I'm, I'm feeling great about the Eagles game. Just, and I'm not saying they're gonna play good, but that Cowboys loss lit something under me. Where um, I'm, I'm excited to see. You know, hopefully it lit something under the Eagles because uh, you know you hope that they come out. You, I don't believe in the whole playing possum thing at the end of the season. I, I just don't believe in that whole thing, but listen, the playoffs are a whole different animals. So you just hope, and the bucks are about as good as a, a team make a play, I guess at, at this point. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm more hyped up now it's game day. Uh, definitely more hyped up than I was, you know, two days ago.
0: Yeah, that. that's <laughs> for sure. And follow Nick on Twitter. If you don't already, it's mm-hmm. at underscore, uh, P I C C O N E Nick, you've become like, the go-to Twitter account for in-market, out-of-market radio calls and videos. You do a great job kind of lassoing a lot of the uh, the pain and suffering of sports fans <laughs> around the country and delivering it right there on our timeline for Philly sports fans. So I guess let me just say thank you because I enjoy it.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I didn't think it would get as much play, I, I guess, but it's Twitter and I probably should have realized that, but it also entertains me at the same time, uh, whether the other announcers are good and they're like trashing their own team uh, or whining and complaining about, you know, the Eagles or Phillies or any other team. Uh, it's always entertaining to me. So uh, fan base,
0: have you irked the most Nick with like your repurposing of their uh, radio calls <laughs> who really came out? He was it Niners fans last year.
1: Oof.
3: Uh, mostly. And that was a lot of, uh, off season chatter, you know, how the players did it, but their fans did it too. And I, I would get stuff in like Mars be like, yeah, just wait till next year. And, uh, you know, they, they would talk about, you know, even when the Eagles went on their little slide or whatever, they're like, Oh, why don't you post, you know, the Eagles call about the 49ers trashing them, and i be like, okay, here it is. And then I would just post the calls from last year's NFC championship game, uh, the form 49ers radio. So, uh, you know, I have fun with it. I know, You know, some people get upset, some other people have a good time with it as well, but it's all about entertainment for me and just kind of laughing at (laughs) my team and their team.
1: Oh, yeah. And sometimes we have to laugh to keep from crying. Um, and there, we've got nothing to do but find ways to have fun with it and be entertained by it. Uh, so, Nick, awesome job with everything that you're doing. Let's talk Phillies specifically, starting with Zach Wheeler. Now, uh, we've bounced around. When is the Zach Wheeler extension going to happen? Uh, in, in general, when are this Phillies going to do something major since Aaron Nola? It's been several, several days, 54 days since um, the Aaron Nola signing But now when we look at Zach Wheeler, possibly we might not see anything happen until later in the spring. You know, what are your thoughts on when you predict that we're going to possibly get some news around Zach Wheeler, if it's going to happen, because there are other teams like the Mets that are already eyeing if Zach Wheeler becomes a free agent next year, wanting to try to find a way to wheel in, reel in, I should say, Zach Wheeler.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of moves happen right after the season ends and maybe right before it begins. So uh, this is the little lull that, you know, Otani was the biggest, you know, free agent this off season that people were, uh, you know, focusing on, but I think, you know, the Nola signing came a little earlier than we anticipated, uh, which is great. Like I, you know, people give me crap about my posts on Aaron Nola, but the Phillies are a better team with him as a starting pitcher so i was glad that they were able to re-sign him and the chatter surrounding wheeler wanting to be extended and getting and the Phillies wanting to extend him i think is is great i do think they will eventually extend him i do think it will happen you know maybe closer to spring training maybe during spring training uh, i don't know if it would happen after the regular season begins but those seem to be you know when everybody's together, right. You know, maybe everyone's on vacation or in the winter months or whatever, uh, you know, NOLA was, it they were able to get NOLA re-signed. And I think, you know, w- one step at a time type of thing. And, and they're really kind of looking at these smaller moves uh, which, you know, it, it's probably the smart thing, but at the same time as a Phillies fan, you're just kind of like, come on, Dave, come on, Dave, come on. Like uh, we want to, be excited about something in January, you know, it's we're still a month away from spring training. So or a little more than a month. So I, I think once spring training starts, we'll probably hear that amp up a little bit. I could be wrong. It could happen today could happen tomorrow. But I do think Wheeler gets resigned before this season starts.
0: Yeah, Matt Gell pointed this out in his piece yesterday. He said by waiting to go into spring training, uh, a potential new contract extension would not have the luxury tax ramifications mm-hmm. on 2024. Um, so that would make a lot of sense why they're waiting. They tried to do the same thing with Nola this past year. Didn't get it done in spring training, but he's still a Philly, uh, as you said. Nick, the team came out with their uh, end-of-the-year yearbook I, uh, I'm not ready to watch it yet, but it, but it did have me thinking like, what was your favorite memory from this past year that ultimately they came up short on, but it was still a lot of damn fun.
3: Uh, I think everything in the playoffs, they did well before game three of the Arizona series. Um, but the regular season for me, there was no better moment in that season and on Twitter slash X then Michael Lorenzen's no hitter. That might've been my favorite night. Uh, And and it was so cool because it was like a random August night. No one expected anything. And and this is the beautiful thing about baseball, man. You never know what can happen in 162 games. And that just became such a fun night on Philly's Twitter that, you know, I still remember now it gives me goosebumps. Now just everybody's sharing, uh, you know, people at the game, posting videos and stuff. And it's just like, man, like this, could this be the year? And, you know lorenzen kind of <laughs> fell off after that but it doesn't to me personally doesn't take away that moment that we had i think it was a random wednesday night um in, in august and uh you know we were still kind of on the brink of wondering whether they would make the playoffs or not but they they pulled away and, and they did it everything in the playoffs just meant more that was so exciting but I will never forget that night Michael Lorenzen threw a no hitter. That was one of my favorite <laughs> times of that season.
1: Yeah, honest, and it, it reminds me a lot of you know as we we've recapped a lot of the top moments. Um, Trey Turner's another one. Obviously that night in August, or was just fantastic to see the change for Trey and for the team. And I know Major League Baseball just recently came out with a list of the top 10 players that they think should run more next year. Of course, Trey Turner 30 for 30 in stolen bases last year. The league is saying that they expect Trey to, to steal more bases this year. I know we've talked about on the show of hoping that we're going to get a full year of Trey Turner, not just the second half of the season of being, you know, a top guy for the Phillies. You know, what are your expectations for Trey Turner going into 2024? We've been manifesting a lot of positivity and hoping that it sticks this upcoming season. What do you think is going to be the season that we get from Trey Turner? Is it an up year for him building off of the end of last year?
3: Yeah, you hope so, especially considering I think they're going to keep him at short. I would love to see Stott at short and Turner at second, but you know that's above my pay grade. I do love the fact that uh, we can, as Phillies fans, we can we actually have a tangible comparison to Nick Castellanos from his first year into his second year, yeah, we're not going to worry about what happened in the playoffs um, for this specific point that I'm going to make, but he definitely looked a lot, relax- a lot more relaxed in his second year, and you think uh, that would hopefully be the same for Trey? This team, seemingly like the Flyers right now, they love playing for each other. They love their manager. They love each other it could probably go a long way. Now with Trey, you know, you hope that he just is solid the whole season. There's going to be slumps. We know there's going to be slumps. Uh, Bryce Harper's going to have a slump at some point this season, but you just hope that he's solid enough. And, you know, if we need a clutch hit that he could be the guy to come up and get the clutch hit, you know, that's all that to get wins, you know, like that's all we need. And it just wasn't happening for the longest time last season which uh standing ovation was great that was another great moment too last season uh it was organic and he just it it's fun to point at ourselves be like yeah we did that but no trey did that and i think he it got him back on the right side of, of the mentality of playing baseball in philly and his second year should only be better
0: uh, so Nick, uh, I'm going to outsource one of our daily segments to you here and don't worry. It's very easy. I'm going to give Nick the day, the moment of positivity. So we've been doing the, the 24 reasons why the Phillies will be better this year than they were last year. There obviously hasn't been a lot of roster turnover or, or change. Uh, but I want to give you the opportunity to say why the Phillies will be better this year. We'll see if you've hit on one. I think we've done nine or 10 so far. We'll see if you hit on one, but what's your reason why the Phillies will be better this
3: year than they were last year?
1: Mm. It's a tough question.
3: Mm. (laughs) It it is. Uh, I know it wasn't the whole season. This might be a cop out. Um, And he, he had like a great numbers that could be like a full season, but a full season of Bryce Harper might be the difference between an NL East championship and a wild card and maybe a bye in the first round. God forbid you know they, they, they're off for a week before they go into their playoff series um, but uh, I think a full season of Bryce Harper uh, 100, maybe not 162 games but uh, April through September uh, and early October could be the difference between a division title and not.
0: Yeah and I'm oddly really excited to see a full year of
3: first base play mm-hmm. at Harper. Uh, yeah I think that's that be as be really well. Fun. But the defense definitely will improve.
1: Definitely could not agree with with you more on that, Nick. I know in the chat, we actually have a question coming out of Toph KM's um, about Andrew Painter. Now, Andrew Painter has been one of the prospects that as Major League Baseball is putting out all their rankings for every position, for every player, <laughs> for prospects, for just a lot of different rankings coming out. Andrew Painter has been included on a number of those lists. He was an honorable mention for best fastball. He was up there for top prospects that are, you know, pitching prospects. So Andrew Painter, who, of course, we know is not pitching this year, but what are your expectations for Andrew Painter in the future when he does get back, hopefully 2025?
3: Yeah, I mean, you 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 hope that he still has the stuff that made him get to this level. Um, you, you hope that, and, you know, pitchers that have Tommy John surgery nowadays, you see uh, they come back and, you know, they're, I don't want to say better than ever, but they are, uh, you know, improved, you know, sometimes there aren't pitchers that can come back from that stuff. But, uh, for the most part nowadays and in, in 2024, if you get Tommy John surgery, you're more likely to bounce back and, and be just at the point you were before you got hurt or maybe a little better. So, uh, I do hope that, uh, and listen, where, Okay. Prospects are great, but if you could trade a a chip for somebody else that is already proven at the major league level, you do it. So, you know, if he, I don't think they're going to do that with painter because I don't think a team's going to want to trade for him until they see him in the major leagues, but you still have, have that chip. If he can come back, be what he was to get him to that level where he was supposed to be the fifth starter last year. Right. That was what they were pegging him as. So, um, he he, his, his ceiling is definitely higher than a fifth starter for sure and you just got to hope that uh in 2025 he he bounces back and he can repl- almost like an off-season signing type thing a big off signing where you know maybe his ceiling that year could be number three starter you know we don't know you know what's going to happen with ranger at the time uh taiwan and what's our fifth starter now sanchez <laughs> at, the, at this point so you know, we'll see.
0: And one of those other prospects, Mick, Mick Abel could be, uh, you know, have a shot at being the team six starter this year. So we'll see if he pans out or not. Nick, last one for me. Uh, it, it appears the more and more this is, uh, you know, unraveling here. I think the plan is to get a bullpen arm in free agency and possibly, you know, target that outfielder at the trade deadline. If Rojas doesn't work out, how do you feel about Rojas offensively this year? Um, are you, uh, are you drinking the Kool-Aid when it comes to swole Yohas or Johan pictures going around and working out with De La Cruz. Uh, do you think the offense will get to the point where it needs to be?
3: I hope so. Um, he did show glimpses last year, but you know, playing against major league pitching each day, is tough, especially for a guy that just came up in the middle of the year and he, he came up for his defense. So, um, it, you know, it was maybe unfair for some of us, and I was included in that, of wanting more out of him at the plate. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Major League level, is it's playoffs. We need you. And when you fail, you know, you're we're upset about it. So I I don't mind, you know, if they keep him up for the whole season or whatever. I, my personal once preference was to re-sign Reese Hoskins for one year, put him at first, put Harper back and right, and just move Nick to left. That way, you can have Marsh and Rojas platoon in center. If, but again, that's not probably not fair to Rojas because he needs uh, as many reps as he can get. So then I was like, okay, maybe you move him down in the minors or you start him at the minors, and was that, that really? way he plays yeah. every day. But uh, that that was my first you know, want as a Phillies fan. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't seem like they're going to put Harper in right, and that kind of foils every <laughs> type of... Uh, you know what Reese coming back to like, that's just probably not happening. So uh, the best thing I think at this point uh, you have to get, you know, that corner outfielder at some point, um, but Schwarber and left, if you put Marsh in center and maybe send Go Rojas back. to the minors, it, it, they did. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last year because it seemingly couldn't get worse. Right. But um I could see that happening, but my, my gut tells me, you know, Mars and left Rojas and center is how they're probably going to start the year.
1: Yeah. Based on uh, Dave's recent comments uh, that we've heard from Todd it does seem like they're really leaning into banking on Johan Rojas. If you hear him get called Yoro, by the way, just keep helping me spread that right nickname. Here. I think Yoro is a great nickname for Johan Rojas, <laughs> like Yoro, especially since he's a yeah. little more, you know, Swole world. Swole these days. I'm thinking Yoro is a great nickname, so just keep passing that along. She's trying, Nick. She's trying. (laughs) (laughs) But, Nick, we appreciate you for taking time to join us here on PHY Phillies Podcast. We love the work that you're doing on the the Twitter. We're not going to call it the X. It's Um, not X. It's Twitter. It's on Twitter. Uh, So keep up all the great content you're doing, and uh, thanks again for taking time to weigh in on some Phillies thoughts with us
3: thank you for having me on and go birds go yes, birds indeed yes. thank you of nick. course
1: guys give nick a follow Agree with a lot of his points uh interesting thoughts, similar to what mopar saying in the chat of wanting to sign reese i know there's a lot of people on the sign reese hoskins bandwagon i don't either definitely don't want to see kyle um, would love to see the news happen for him getting signed though but yeah some great Comments and questions in the chat, Poppy nuts, about wanting R- Yo Ro to learn how to bunt for the playoffs. That'd be Toss nice. KMs. But You're apparently,
0: right? bunting isn't isn't taught anymore. It's just not important. I don't important. know. I don't so know. Neither not, are great It's not Nick modern teams. baseball.
1: Cleveland John's down with Sworo. Ro. I like that actually. You Swo-Rowe. know, I could take the spinoff of Yo Ro to Sworo. Ro. Um, but yes, an absolutely hammered Dave definitely moves in silence like cheese and lasagna. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, Scott Kingery did uh, uh, damage to me about swole pictures, uh, so I'm not going to buy the, uh, the no. swole row hype yet. I know, uh, but you know, obviously, we're all optimistic and hopeful <laughs> that he will just become a competent batter. That's that's all. That's all. That's You're all. not asking for the world because of his defense. If you can just be that 240 245 guy. That gets on base and causes the uh, the opposing pitcher's sphincters to tighten up because of your speed. I think then you just like
1: saying the word sphincters.
0: It's 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 a word. It's a medical word. I didn't go. Uh, it's, no, I'm uh, aware. It's it's scientific, Renee. I'm talking like a doctor here. But that speed on the base pass Dr. changes Sita. the way a pitcher approaches the game because he's that fast, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he's he's a big key to this season.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, again, thanks to Nick for joining us to be able to share. You can. Check him out on Twitter at underscore Picone as he's doing great work with Fox Sports Radio, The Gambler. It's all his content that he creates for Philly Sports and all his interviews and different segments and content. So he also gave his positivity. We've already gone down the trail of positivity today. Um, I liked it. I, you know, it's it something we talked one off about. It was our top, yeah. exactly what we led with. A uh, Bryce Harper. There were some others in the chat. Actually, I wanted to hit on. If you could scroll up a little bit for me, Tyler. Um, there were some other positive thoughts that were being manifested. Absolutely hammered. Aaron Nola going to be an all-star in 2024. Like I think he's due for a big year. Spiral out is saying that the Phillies will not go. I'm gonna I'm gonna change it from can't to will not go 10 and 18 in May again. They're going to have a strong start because we're manifesting. So you know how you yeah. say these phrases. You have to speak it into existence. So I like some of these. And
2: that's what we talked about last week. With the, the, and it wasn't May. It was April. But the, mm-hmm. the April schedule is extremely favorable to this mm-hmm.
1: team. I like it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Um, and then hypothetical man's talking about uh, Yoro's approach at the plate being terrible in the playoffs. He was an automatic out,
0: and you just can't have that. We're not asking for you to be a a, a 315, 320 hitter. You just can't be an automatic out because that just kills you.
1: Exactly. Well, the last thing I want to hit on for the Phillies, and we'll talk more tomorrow. We've got all week to break down some of the rankings that have come out from Major League Baseball and some other updates. Um, Specifically from Matt Gelb's piece is the fact that Dave Dombrowski um, has had to... Trade for the back of rotation starts in the last three years, and the quote that came out of that that I know you liked, Jamie, of saying, it's uncomfortable to wait until February for reinforcements, but the Phillies might deem that their best path. We've seen that in the past. Gibson, Lorenzen, Syndergaard, different players that we've seen in the past where they, the Phillies really have waited and That's kind of the Philly way. I've talked about the same thing on the PHOI Union show because the union do the same thing. It's kind of like a Philly sports way of just kind of waiting and not being so quick to make moves in the offseason and waiting until February to make reinforcements. Yeah, I mean,
0: you can say this about every rotation in baseball, but they're one injury away from, like, kind of unraveling a little bit. And they're not – they're better than most in that Ranger and Christopher Sanchez have really, like – Proven themselves to be potentially, you know, the, the two that tie that five together. Mm-hmm. Now you look to like that sixth starter, uh, and I think Gelb talked about this a little bit in the piece. You know, Nick Nelson slash Mick Abel. Yeah. This is a big, big year for Mick Abel yeah. because if somebody goes down, he might finally get his shot because so I think he's going to be twenty-four in season this year. Uh, he might actually get called up and and we'll see but uh thank god for christopher sanchez and yeah. you know it would be nice to go to another trade deadline not needing a back-end rotation guy because kyle gibson noah Syndergaard, michael lorenzen mm, kind of 0 for 3 there so i mean gibbs yeah you're 0 for 3 i was gonna kind <laughs> of <Nope.
1: laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say like,
0: kyle gibson was like okay now he's stunk. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't Syndergaard bad but uh yeah, it'd be nice to just have one pressing need at the all-star or at the trade deadline and go get it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm all for making decisions a little bit earlier to give time to get get guys settled in. Um, it is tough in general. The later that those moves happen, I feel like you're not getting spring training. You're not getting, you know, even just the early parts of the season to gel with, with your new team. So I'm all for a move earlier than later. I know some more positively coming in the chat before we get into Guess That Stance. Top KMs is saying the, that Ranger will win 18 games as a, as a third starter. I like that manifestation. Yoderlin, um, Solaris are saying the defense will win games, but we need pr- more production in the bottom of the order. Could not agree more. And if we can get pitchers that can hold the lead, we will all be happy the with that. The defense should for be for sure. a lot
0: better this year. One, no Schwarber. Two, I don't believe Turner's going to be Four nearly as bad. Four uh, Bohm has taken strides. I didn't think he was capable of so hopefully he keeps. And always batting. at third. Yeah And as you said, Bryce is a better first baseman already than mm-hmm. Reese uh, and and your boy Yoro uh, Johan will be manning center field. So your defense is going to be uh, Improved and Nick Castellanos keep in mind <laughs> the only right fielder last year to not commit an error. So, you know Guy's unbelievable.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if time coming 15 then ranger coming 18 i believe that too absolutely it's just, can,
0: can he stay healthy i think is the key with ranger i don't think he's gone over 150 <laughs> innings yet in his career no, if i'm not last mistaken years i think he's it has been close i think but i could don't quote me on that but it's he, he's not an innings eater uh because he does always see 155 to have and 22 155 yes. is as high. Okay. This will be
1: his year then, guys. All right. he'll, he'll, uh, Ranger's so. gonna stay how he he's gonna win eighteen.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I love you know how I feel about Ranger.
1: Oh, I know. You, you know? love Ranger.
0: I do. He's adorable.
1: <laughs> adorable. <laughs> All right. So for guest that stance we've been uh every day. five for five.
0: You feeling the pressure? Five for five. Devon got it like, on Friday. I don't think I
1: can roll my eyes hard enough. John um, John
0: got it on Friday, and so did Devon so devon was your uh proxy so he yes! was he was your proxy vote so, so you I got basically a w- had a point yeah you got a point on friday that's like, that. like a pity
1: point well i take, didn't earn take that you point can <laughs> you know i was sick i was somewhere dying and devon in my in my place got me a point okay i guess so yeah. i it is what so then you're five and i have i'll, I'll say three i think three yeah i don't know it's like oh okay three is better than two all right. Some of the heavy
0: hitters are gone now. So now we now it's gonna get tough. <gasps> this is
1: where it's really gonna get tough. It was already tough. <laughs> Yoga Washington 2024, and I'm gonna get a point today. All right, Tyler, what do we've got for guests that stance as we get ready to wrap up?
0: Positivity, Renee. Positivity. Uh, oh, okay, I got it. I'm sending you, Tyler.
1: Wait, I feel like I kind of have it. Do you? I don't know.
0: I got it. I'll just text you, Tyler.
1: Oh, look at you coming into twenty-four. Well, I didn't see
0: his DM on Slack, so
2: I will say, looking, knowing who this is, right, and and looking at the um, the lower half body control. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible to me. Look at the muscles. How how like (laughs) vicious of a swing it could generate, and the body control is is there. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I am Mm -hmm. submitted.
1: No, actually
0: yeah I mean it's just pure violence in that swing yeah but it's controlled
2: violence it is yeah he's look he's got a chance I, by the way the way that you're talking about this guy I don't need to look you're almost assuredly correct
0: yes um he's got a chance so I grew up like on the back end of Schmidt and Schmidt was kind of like my gateway idol into baseball and then, of course, you know Ryan Howard was my favorite of the Howard, Utley, and Rollins, with Jimmy probably being a close second. Um, I, you know, I don't want to give away too many clues. Renee, how much time? You, how much more time? No. You need? I, yeah, we, we got four. <laughs> the more I talk, the more I'm going to reveal an answer. You so got I'm four minutes left on this show, so. And I got to pee, Renee. So let's no! let's get this answer out.
1: This is not a current player. Hmm?
0: Okay. It's And by the way, if you're just seeing this for the first time, we're only doing 2006 to present-day Phillies. Uh, we're not going back to uh, Von Hayes and uh, Charlie Hayes and Dickie Thon and Kevin Stocker. And, no, we saved that for trivia. Yeah, Benito Santiago. Who Philly managed great? the
2: 1914 <laughs> Phillies? <so laughs> All right. I don't know.
0: All, All right,
1: right, we good? I'm texting now, Tyler. Uh,
2: uh-huh, 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 huh <sighs> right, you're both in. You're both right. Ooh
1: yeah it was the um you know what actually helped me out the follow through but also the hair
0: the the lettuce that yeah. that, that helps some people that with work. really
1: that really helped me out a lot for Shock, sure.
0: will says shocker that i have to pee during the show yeah <laughs> i, I consume yeah, a lot you, of liquids because
1: you don't uh see i go and everybody I go hit the like twice button. before the show you i did i once. peed like oh.
0: 15 minutes before Dang. the show yeah well you um,
1: they're on i'm gonna start Well, I'm not going to start tracking, but Will is already tracking. Your bladder is ridiculous. My bladder Um, is weak,
0: and tonight I'm going to put some more in it, watching the Eagles game over at Wicked Wolf in Center City. If anybody can come out, don't have plans for the game, me and Bo Wolf will be there, I think – uh, some other people are coming by it's all presented by smooth tea uh, wicked wolf is tea. gonna yeah you're you you and your smooth teas Renee that's what they always say about you she's always packing that smooth tea on her uh, <laughs> but we'll be at wicked wolf tonight watching the game pre and post game I don't know what that meant Tyler don't think too much about it I uh, saying? <laughs> pre- <laughs> <laughs> Always packing that smooth tea, uh, but we'll be doing that pre like, and post game uh, there heard that before. <laughs> at uh, Wicked Wolf in Center City. So if you want, come on by. We'll be watching the game together. I'll, I'll be I'll be smooth teeing it up tonight.
1: Smooth teas are great. Yeah. They're, they're smooth. It literally does taste like iced tea. I love. Iced and it's tea. a great drink to have when you're watching a game or, or like you want to drink a, slower. Yeah, you know, like if I'm if beer, I'm beer,
0: beer makes me f- like filled up and uncomfortable. Yeah, I sometimes. Beer my, I, my, I don't like I don't like. I'm gonna it smooth it, it up tonight. But I
1: can't, I can't watch a game drinking. Like my beverage of choice is whiskey. I'm not mm. going to watch a game sipping on some whiskey because I'll be m- really absolutely hammered yeah. by the end of that game. <laughs> I got I was
0: nervous uh, Saturday night my cousin was over and we were drinking red wine with dinner and then he was like he want to drink some bourbon and I and I was like the wine bourbon cross stream had me like real tough. He's like I do it it's fine we're only going to have one or two and I was like all right I did it and Yeah. yeah. And all was well but I was it's nervous. It's also about
1: the timing of when you switch from wine yeah. to uh, to the stronger stuff but that's a whole other conversation for another day. One of these days, guys, we are going to do a special edition show where we're going to drink and sample some uh, Philly-specific drinks. We found some themed Philly's drinks, and it's just an excuse oh, yeah. to test them out. And I feel like we should be bartenders on the show and make sure. Them. Yeah, I'll take the train in that day. Let's do it. So that being said, yes, we've got an exciting day. Hopefully. Could be exciting. Could be depressing. Could be a lot of things. We don't know what's going to happen the next hours. But thank you guys so much for taking time to join us today on PHO i podcast. For everybody in the chat, Mickey, your darling, absolutely hammered. Cleveland will spiral out. We appreciate you guys for tuning in. Nick Picone, our guest today. Again, give him a follow. Hit that thumbs up button on your way out of here. Tyler, Jamie, myself want to say have a great rest of your Monday. Go let's hope birds. that it's a victory Monday for the Eagles. But we'll see you back here tomorrow at our usual scheduled time, 12 o'clock, that we'll be going live with another guest joining us. See you guys next time. Go all silly like the mayor.